Welcome to the Radio 191 FM podcast. Anyone who's been online over the past few weeks will have encountered a plethora of headlines featuring the words Boris Johnson, Tories and leadership race. The current disrupted <laughs> state of politics in the United Kingdom may be widely covered online, but that does not mean it's necessarily intuitive to understand and digest, especially from the other side of the globe in a country with a completely different democratic system. I'm joined now by Dr. David Jenkins from the University of Otago's Politics Department to discuss the recent developments in UK politics, why Prime Minister Boris Johnson is stepping down from his role as party leader, and what we can expect from coming months of the Conservative or Tory party leadership race. Kia ora, David. Hi there. How are you doing, Kaya? Great, thank you. Johnson is stepping down in response to more than 50 resignations from ministers and aides and mounting pressure from within the party. What has prompted so many ministerial resignations over the past few weeks? So the kind of straw that broke the camel's back was um, his handling of uh, Chris Pincher, who was um, the uh, the chief whip of the party. Um, and so there were allegations of uh, kind of sexual misconduct. Um, there were then revelations that Johnson knew all about this. Um, and so essentially... Um, the party, I, I think, basically, the members in the party, um, the parliamentary party, just thought this was the, the kind of the last straw. But, I mean, there's an accumulation of things across across the board. There's the handling of Brexit, in particular, the kind of the Northern Ireland protocol. There's been Partygate scandal. I don't know how much um, kind of New Zealand audiences are aware of, of Partygate. But, you know, during the pandemic, there was a, a kind of a culture of um, just mendacity. There was a... a there were parties at Number Ten Downing Street, which Johnson was, um, you know, fully aware of. While the rest of the country was in lockdown and, you know, not being able to visit um, dying loved ones and this kind of thing. And so, I mean, I mean, before that, there was the um, kind of Dominic Cummings scandal as well. So there's just there's been a number of issues. There's been a number of, um, I mean, arenas of, of, of. There's been a number of kind of issues of misconduct. Um, just during his um, his premiership, I mean, let alone the kind of the scandals that have occurred with respect to the Russian donors, um, kind of as uh, lying as a journalist, you know, corruption. I mean, so so yeah. So I mean, there's, I guess there's a that's a long answer to the question, but in some, it's just this is the straw that broke the camel's back. This incident with Chris Pincher, um, and you know, the, the language of a lack of integrity and whatever else is now has kind of reared its head coming from these different members. Why has the onslaught of recent resignations coupled with internal Tory party pressure caused Johnson to step down? I think it was just untenable for him. I mean, I think he, I mean, he's, he's not exactly backed away with much grace. So I think he would have, would have happily stayed on if he could. It was just, it was untenable at this point. There was no uh, way for him to maintain power. There was just too much pressure. So, I mean, um, the majority of his cabinet quit. I think Liz Truss was one of the few who who, who didn't. I think there was only one other who didn't. Uh, and so it was just, it was essentially that moment where the, um, you know, people saw opportunity to replace him as a leader. And so, that, you know, that was the end of his reign, as it were. Right now, there are five candidates to step up as the UK's new prime minister. They have been selected entirely by conservatives in parliament. Once the race is narrowed down to two candidates, grassroots members of the Conservative Party across the United Kingdom will have the opportunity to vote for the next Prime Minister of the country. There will be no general election. 
Why is this the current system for tackling resignations in Parliament? And how does this fit into the idea of democracy? Great question. Yeah, great question. It's actually down to four now. So Tom Tugan the Hat has just um, bowed out. So now there's, there's four remaining. And it's a great question. And in fact, it's, it's, it's worth looking at the fact that they, you know, they talk about a colossal mandate they've, they've got, which um, has given them an 80-seat majority in Parliament, even though the votes are not there to, to back that up, even though the majority of people in this country who voted didn't vote for the Tories. So they talk about a colossal mandates. They also talk about, I mean, they, they, for instance, their current assaults on democracy, um, the majority of them were not in their manifesto. The only one that was was an attack on um, voter IDs, um, basically an attempt to d- potentially disenfranchise millions of voters. So, you know, the Tories are not really that interested in a democratic process. It is interesting that at least this procedure that they've adopted for the election of their own party members, you know, it's not first past the post. So although they're, they're more than willing to um, kind of enjoy the windfall that comes from a first past the post system, um, when it comes to their own party elections, you know, they're not willing to um, to do, go that uh, to, to kind of to go that direction. But I think I mean, in terms of the kind of democratic credentials of the of this particular approach to electing a leader, um, I, 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 I just think it speaks to a, a general lack of um, a lack of I guess. I mean, the truth is, is that the Tory party, it's it. it, it this membership dropped to 70,000 until recently. In fact, it's, it's interesting that um, it, ray, it kind of got up to about 200,000 until recently on the back, I think, of kind of Johnson's personal popularity. But they're not a, a party with a particularly active membership. They are the, – the party itself, this is an interesting thing I'm sure your listeners will be interested in. 4%, 4% of the membership think that um, getting net zero is a priority. Whereas in the population at large, it's around 65%. And the fact is, is that with the members, if it went to a straight race, someone like Penny Mordant or even uh, Kemi Badenoch, both uh, mostly untried politicians, unseasoned politicians, um, particularly uh, Badenoch, who is um, kind of the, the kind of the, her agenda is a kind of wokest culture warrior type approach. Um, and so the, the kind of the, the way in which the membership reflects the kind of the wider sentiments of the public just isn't there. If you look at the younger demographics, it isn't there. It's not a reflective party. And so it's, it's the fact that we have this electoral system, which, you know, New Zealand um, had and then got rid of, um, which is allowing the Tories to, you know, continue without drawing, um, without drawing, um, you know, bringing up another general election without any kind of um, acceptance of the fact that they might well have lost their mandate. What can we expect from the transition to a new prime minister following what has been and will likely continue to be a very turbulent race? So if you go to the, uh, if you watch the the uh, debates, very little talk of climate change. There's very little talk of Russia and Ukraine. Um, there is talk of tax cuts and Rishi Sunak is the only one who's saying that he would have he would delay these tax cuts. Um, there's, there's, he made an accusation of Liz Trust that she's, she's dealing in socialist economics. I mean, the chance would be a fine thing. It's just the level of discourse is, um, I mean, it's kind of nice to watch them tear chunks out of each other, but it is, um, 
it's just vapid. There's, there's no kind of, there's nothing ideologically novel about this. There's no kind of political sophistication um, that they're appealing to demographics, which, which are not represented uh, in the majority of the country and which do not confront what are these multiple crises that working people in this country are having to confront. And, the, and not to mention the kind of constitutional crisis, which comes from having uh, an electoral democracy that for me just um, doesn't deserve the name. This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.